Hey everybody, welcome back to Five Songs or Less. It's country week again. Country. We're going to talk Garth Brooks, we're going to talk the chicks, we're going to talk about emo country, <laughs> uh, and everything in between. Get your fiddles out, get your 10-gallon hats, get your... <laughs> Fill Get your, your cowboy crocs hat up with fucking Bud Light. <laughs> oh man, those cowboy crocs! Did you see those, Nate? Uh, Cody I did. Post yeah. them on yeah. his it, story. The question is, do you actually own those? Is that for real? I don't. Oh. And I wish that spending like a hundred dollars on a joke pair of shoes wasn't totally. <laughs> They're hundred dollars. St- well. The the regular Crocs are like seventy or no? Oh, then you gotta get maybe the they're giblets. they're like sixty, but then they have the ones that are like actually kind of like boots that go up to like like past your ankle, oh, and then yeah. those are seventy, and the gibbets are thirty. So yeah, yeah. If I yeah. get you know, you're looking at ninety or hundred dollars. Is is that Dang. really? Like, that doesn't seem like a lot to me for a pair of cowboy boots. To be well, honest. but they're they not. They're they're made out of Crocs material. They're made out of rubber, so they're even more durable. <laughs> yeah, they're even better. Sure. You're right. You're right. That's that is a good price. Yeah, I want you to buy them right now, Cody. Okay, <laughs> clicking buy now. <laughs> Just kidding. What's been going on, you two? It's been a while since the three of us have been together. When did you last record the two of you or or what? what? Cody and I, not for a while. Mm. Well, we recorded with, with Lindsay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Amanda Shires. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A-Shy, that's yeah. right. And we did Rancid like short, oh, shit, that's shortly right. that's before right. that or after that. I don't, oh. I can't remember. That was good. That was fun. How, what did you pair meal-wise with the Rancid episode? I mean, I didn't listen to it. I refused to, uh, to listen to. <laughs> um, <laughs> we haven't uh, done the the meal pairing since that one time we did the meal pairing. That's only been done one time total. <laughs> it's only yeah, it's gonna be time. like what meal pairing? <laughs> <laughs> we could have paired some f- some freaking rancid meat. <laughs> Shit, that's yeah. what that would have been. Um, I'm thinking like vegetarian burrito. Mm-hmm. Or something. <laughs> you fucking you two sit through an episode eating some rancid freaking dumpster dive shit that like <laughs> Cody found out and behind the co-op and then die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a way to go. Yep. Hey, it's from the co-op. It's probably good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Danny, what does your shirt say? Because my it, shirt it looks says, like part of it says Shania. It's oh, I wish it said Shania. It says Shaniac. Well. Get rid of that C, and it does say Shania. Yeah. What's Shaniac? Do, do I want to know? It's a... There was a BuzzFeed Unsolved. Okay, yeah, that's okay. You can stop. <laughs> it's an it's a internet thing. Just Wait. kidding. You can, you can finish if you want. <laughs> Tell us about your BuzzFeed shirt. <laughs> BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, was a... Uh, it was half... Unsolved mysteries, half uh, going to like haunted places, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it was these two hosts, and there were the Shaniacs for Shane, uh, mm. who were the people that didn't believe in ghosts and you know believed in science and whatnot. And then the, there were the Bugaras for the people who liked Ryan Bugara, who were who were the guy who uh, 
uh, who he was the guy that like believed in all the stuff. Mm. So, so you're a science guy, huh? I'm a, I'm a total science guy. <laughs> Weird. I know all the science. Uh, but it's good. It's a funny show and it's entertaining, but they don't do it on there anymore. They have their own channel now. Because like BuzzFeed is out of business or some shit? Yeah, I think BuzzFeed I think is still way. very much in business, but I think they only employ uh, artificial intelligence oh, yeah, now. Yeah. And it's paid for by <laughs> Patreon uh, subscribers like Danny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny pays the BuzzFeed Patreon. That's top, right. top tier. Mm-hmm. He gets to watch the AI compose the articles live. <laughs> I get to watch it compute. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're I almost kinda, to, they're almost to the number one thing that somebody said like, on Reddit about this topic. It kind of looks like Cody is an AI right now. Like your background is very clear, but then you are, uh, look fake. Wait, yeah, your background's real though, right? That's not like someone else's. It is. We, or the, I'm getting some good light coming in from the windows. It right does now. look really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Look at it's, those walls I I painted. Yeah, Danny helped paint these walls. <laughs> I cannot believe you asked him to help you paint those walls. I can't yeah. either. I'd do it again. <laughs> Remember, there was a time in our lives when we'd always have to ask our friends to help us do things. Yeah. Did you stop doing that? Well. I've just kind of given up on everything. <laughs> no, I just don't do things. <laughs> I just don't do anything. Your house falls well, into decay. Oh, I wish I wish that was a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's true. It's true. Nate, you went to see the one and only, oh. the man, the myth, the legend, Garth. Chris Gaines Brooks. Yeah, Cody Tro- introduced Troil. me to this uh, this this guy named Troil. Troil <laughs> himself. He told me that if you really if you really want to call yourself a fan of country music, you gotta go to see a Troil Garth Brooks show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't believe him though, but I did. I did do it. I went and saw Garth mm-hmm. Brooks. Have either of you seen him live, Danny? I know you have probably. I've never. I've never seen Garth Brooks live. Dozens I haven't. Times. I haven't, and I am very. I've been jealous of you going the whole time, but as it got as it was happening, I got more and more jealous and I looked at tickets and I just can't I could I could buy one for myself, but I I don't see anyone else in my life paying that much to go see Garth Brooks. Yeah, with me, unless you want to go see him again. I thought about that. Shannon and I were thinking like it was we had such a good time that it was like shit, we should do it again, but I don't know. I feel like you can't replicate it. Probably, it is what it is. A moment in time that was really great, and the pricing is pretty high. We we did a tax return. Garth Brooks purchases. Nice. Oh, well, nice. and you both like enjoy him. Like if if me and Brandy went, it would be her paying to like humor me for <laughs> however long. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could also like contribute to to the the fun. Like we went with two friends of ours who are one of whom is a big Garth Brooks fan whose whose mom and dad actually uh, were pro- got proposed to, whose <laughs> dad proposed to his her mom uh during a Garth Brooks show oh, to a Garth wow. Brooks song, what song which is pretty sick the dance um, not the dance it was shameless oh which is the way you got to do it <laughs> incredible yeah um and so we went with her and her partner and like who who like knows Brooks because you know 
she grew up in like the 90s but like is not a fan but is like yeah, super yeah. down to like scream along at the songs that she knew and like dance in the seats and shit and like <laughs> uh-huh. Shannon was up dancing we were standing the whole time it was dope nice. actually but I think the energy it, the energy really contributed to it from from folks just like that we were with willing to stand up and dance I think a lot of the other attendees at the show like there were a lot of people who were standing but we were definitely some oddballs I feel who like were really willing to boogie down and <laughs> yeah could not stop cheering Trisha Yearwood on and screaming for her and just I don't know it was a good fun time for nice. sure well, um I will say like I've never seen Brooks I'm a I'm a newer fan of his when did you Cody start listening to him seriously uh, well, I mean, in like, you know, 1990 or whatever, but there was a big, you know, gap between right. like 1993 and I don't know, 2020 like, or during the years where you just listened to the Chris Gaines record and stopped. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once Gaines dropped, that's all I cared <laughs> We're about. Done for... Yeah. So you're like, a, you're, you're like a legit fan. Like I'm not, I'm definitely a newbie. Shannon is a big long time fan and I feel like, um, I don't even feel like a poser to be honest. I'm, I went in and I knew all the songs, but like, uh, it was cool because like to me, he's just a guy who like plays stadium shows and like is impossible perhaps to like kind of watch and it's really expensive. And this yeah. Vegas like residency isn't cheap. I'm not saying that, but like, it's a small venue. I think it's like a four thousand capacity mm. venue, which is oh, for wow. Brooks like that's like playing yeah. like a basement show basically. Um, <laughs> so for somebody who legit legitimately enjoys him, it didn't feel it felt worth it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like okay. he starts out that show, just like the curtains down and like he walks out with a guitar and like, he's just like chatting and like, pl- like, I don't know, like he's just yeah. like fucking around on the guitar and yeah. um, starting off a song and then stopping it and then talking. He did that for a couple <laughs> of songs. Then the curtains came up and he had like a massive band. Like there were probably yeah. 12 to 15 people on stage with him when they were all nice. playing. Mm-hmm. So they played, it was loud, it was fun. And then he would stop and chat. It was like really casual and chatty throughout the show. And when he was chatting, like they, the stage was awesome. It was like low light stage, two drum sets, um, a bunch of instruments across the stage. And then on the left-hand side and the right-hand side far to the stage before you would exit it, there was like a low light fucking wooden bar and some tables like for, for musicians to sit at. And they would, I was like looking at it. I was like, Uh, that's a stage prop. Right. But like there was this, after they did a couple of songs, he started talking a little bit and was playing a little bit more solo and like, members of his band like would walk over and like order a fucking beer from the, from the stage shit. bar oh, and then like shit. sit down on these like tables that had like like lamps on the tables like low light lamps and just like at a yeah, lounge yeah, yeah. basically from the stage like left and stage right just like <laughs> sitting there drinking oh, some beers and man. like watching him do a song and then he would start a song and they one of them would get up and go play or like they would all get up and go play and then come back it was such a sick vibe but like i think that like says it sets the mood for like what we were watching like it was pretty yeah it was meant to be pretty chill pretty friendly and and um he also did like a long i mean there's a conversation around the people he'd brought i guess he he didn't have his touring musicians with him instead he's brought his studio musicians with him oh, and these are people who've like been recording cool. with him since the very beginning and shit like that. And it was pretty um it was pretty cool for sure Man. i looked up the set list for the show you were at can you want to run through it with me real quick? Yeah, let's do a, let's do a run through. Well, I mean, it's only uh, 27 songs, which is incre- is awesome. The first set, though, I think was 30 or 31. I think the first oh, night really? we played more. But Yeah, I was looking at the other nights, and there it isn't the same thing every night. No, it's which close, is cool. but it's not the same, yeah. Yeah. So he opened with Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. 
Right, by himself. Like, he was out, like, he just came out with an acoustic guitar and was, like, talking uh-huh. and, like, would stop, and then he would play it, and he was talking about how, like, I can't, when he went between sitting on the dock and Ain't No Sunshine, Yeah, he, he was sort of like, man, I love this song, but, like, a white-ass guy like me just can't really get it right, so I'm going to try this <laughs> other one. And I thought that yeah. was, I mean, it's, like, lowest level of um, um, shit, but it was it's nice to hear, like, a country music star, like, recognize yeah. whiteness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was wondering how Ain't No Sunshine was, because I really love that song. And yeah. Both of them like were pretty, he, like... He could do it. They were casual, though, right? It was him fucking around on a guitar. They weren't... Okay. Um, they weren't full nice. band. He didn't do either yeah. song to... He didn't do either song beginning to end. Gotcha. Um, so his first... His first uh, song of his own that he played was Rodeo. That's right. Yeah. And the curtain had come up and the whole band was playing at that point. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it was pretty sick. Then we got Two of a Kind working on a full house. Mm-hmm. Two Pina Coladas. Yeah, which is not my favorite song, to be honest, of the Garth Brooks. I don't like that fucking like beach drink country music man vibe, but I yeah. sing it. I sing it really hard. I don't <laughs> I don't either, but I the video came on, I think, recently. I I saw it somewhere. I've never seen the maybe, video. Maybe it's on one of those tapes I have. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Because, yeah, <laughs> like, where do you see his videos, right? Doesn't he have them all pulled off of YouTube for the I most part? Might be, I think they might be there, actually. Like, yeah. But I think it's pretty regulated what goes up there. Yeah. It might have just been on, like, a best of CD that I have. Sure, oh, no. Sure. I have one. Of, I bought one of those, you know, collections. And it came with, like, 30 greatest hits plus a DVD of mm-hmm. a bunch of videos. Oh, I think maybe that's nice. where I saw it. Anyways. Uh, much too young to feel this damn old, which rules. I feel like that's like that song is like where the crowd like let loose a little bit. Is as if like the first couple of songs like it's we were sitting next to this couple from Wisconsin. Like we got there like so we arrived and there was like you can't bring your camp you can't bring your phone in. So they put it in like a magnet case that you carry with you, but you can't get it out, um, oh, which is wacky. So there's no I have no photographic evidence of the event. And that's um, cool. I think. Yeah, I mean, it is nice because you're not on your phone. That's true. And, like, you're, you're separated yeah. from it. But I would like just a photo of the scene yeah. um, from our seat and stuff like that. Like, our section, was yeah. pretty, our section wasn't close, but it was not. Like, the venue was nice. Every seat seemed to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And um, we, like, got there and, like, they were doing, like, um, photos, like, uh, where you can get in front of it. And they had a photographer taking it. And then they gave you, like, a QR code, um, which we didn't end up buying because they were too expensive. But, like, so we got our photo. And we bought the, like during that our friend MK who was the country the the Garth Brooks fan is like shit I gotta get a hat like before we got into the photo <laughs> line so she ran over to the merch guy and got a hat and it was like a fucking fifty nine fifty fitted Garth Brooks baseball cap and I was like that uh, is sick I want one of those so like, run and got that shit did it have and, the um, G it has the G it has on the it? G it's black on black just like a fucking heavy metal uh, hat would be sick, dude. hell yeah yeah I really like it and like so we got our photos taken and then we bought ourselves some uh, tall cans and then went into the venue we were like some of the last people like the guitar was on the stage with a spotlight on it he uh-huh. hadn't come out yet and we found our seat they were the four like that were open basically the only four seats still open <laughs> and like um, we hustled we hustled in there and like you know i was being i was really good mood at that point just was like hey what's going on how's it going we're seeing garth brooks what's up and this lady was sitting next to her husband and they were i was like where are y'all from they're like oh we're f-. she's like we're from wisconsin <laughs> i was like yo we're from california yeah <laughs> and then i was like have you seen garth brooks before and she's kind of just like where is this dude's energy coming from? Like she thought I, was, <laughs> I was trashed or something, but I had, I hadn't even had, I don't think I'd had anything to drink at that point, except for I was holding onto a tall can and uh, I was just fucking stoked. 
Yeah. I haven't seen Garth Brooks, but my husband has. And I was like, yeah, how was that? And I look at this guy and he's just like, <laughs> don't talk to me. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, but by about by about much too young, the two of them were also standing up. I mean, I was like shaking my ass. So they probably were just like, fuck, we got to stand up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're pretty much into it. But it really felt like at that point that the audience was sort of like, okay, let's go. This is been, This is fun. Man. Or not, not two of a kind, by much too young. To everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he went from two of a kind to two pina coladas to much too yeah. young. Yeah, that was just too sweet. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> and then he slowed it down with the river. Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like he started to do some storytelling at this point. He was talking about uh, his induction to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like the river was performed by George Strait at oh, his man, ceremony. Yeah. And he was like doing this like cheeky-ass story where he was like, and then... And then he came out and he played and then he kicked into the river or something. Uh-huh. And then he stopped that and did the same sort of thing. And then guess what? They brought someone else out to play one of my songs. <laughs> and I was like crying because if you do what I do and he held up his guitar, he said, if you play with this, then you know that this man is the best there is at it. And then he played a fucking Bob Seger song. And I was like, Bob <laughs> <Yeah>. Seger, <laughs> what the moves. fuck? Yeah, <laughs> he played three Bob Seger songs or some shit. Yeah, and on another night he played. I want to say he did a different like a, a different Bob Seger song as well. You. Like it uh, makes so much sense though. I'd never thought yeah. about it, and then I was like, oh hell yeah, Garth Brooks is a massive Seger fan. And it was funny because he was like, how many yeah. of you in the audience have seen Seger live? You know, and it was not a very loud response except for <laughs> one fucking asshole uh, from California with a Garth Brooks fitted hat on who, as a child, <laughs> went and saw Bob Seger with his mom. <laughs> I was like, I have Garth, I have me, me! Oh, it's man. fucking sick. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Have you heard, I think it's on the album Scarecrow, the song, I think it's called, Ni- is it called 19? Uh, I'm song. Sh- I've heard it, but it doesn't know. Um... Anyways, it's a really fucking good song, and it's like secretly about like Bob Seger, but not really. But it's like, it's like one of those songs where everything is like kind of like sung in code. It's like an American Pie, or a uh, Day the Country Died. I mean, uh, but just about Bob Seger. I think. Wild. I, just, I think. It makes so much sense, but at the same time, like I just didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. Mister Midnight. Is that the song? No, I'm now I'm having trouble. It's a number. <laughs> Squeeze me in, Bob. Is that the one? Maybe it's not on Scarecrow. <laughs> Maybe it's on. It's when he tried to open for Bob Seger. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, it's never mind. It's not on Scarecrow. Maybe it's on Sevens. What are what are some of his other later albums? Doesn't matter. <laughs> let's let's continue uh, later albums and these are all like 25 years old so he goes from night moves to that summer yeah and turn so, the page uh i mean he just keeps going and i loved it i know all the lyrics of these songs i was so fucking happy that i did because i don't know i just up the energy and it was a lot of fun but that summer that's that's the like horny song of his right he did yeah, that in, so, in yeah. between two bob seeger songs yeah <laughs> that song's good then into the thunder rolls mm-hmm. and then a dylan cover make you feel my love i don't think i know that song yeah, yeah me neither off the top of my head either learning to live again a little bit of a deep garth cut maybe mm-hmm. uh how sweet it is marvin gay 
Mockingbird, James Taylor song. Was, he's got, he's got Trisha on stage at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I, I'm wondering about that because the first time she shows up on this set list is Whiskey to Wine, but but right before that is Golden Ring, which is a George Jones and Tammy Wynette duet. So it seems like she would have come out for that song, or maybe even before that, you know. Yeah, she was definitely out there for that for that Golden Ring song. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And like we had been screaming about her since <laughs> much too young to no way, maybe two of a kind. Like Shannon and I are just like, Trisha, where the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And some lady up front to the right in front of Shannon was like, Yeah, where's Trisha? And she's like fist bumping Shannon over and over again as they keep shouting. <laughs> this is pretty sick. And then oh, when she man. came out, like, I don't know, I didn't think that she would necessarily come out. Like, we didn't know much about the performance because it's called Plus One, the yeah. show is, right? And, like, we were told that you were not to bring your – Shannon had read that you couldn't bring your phone in because he was going to be testing out new material, which happened the first night but did not happen during any other night, uh, as far okay. as I could tell. Yeah. And, um, and she hadn't seen anything about Yearwood coming out after the first night. And apparently Yearwood forgot the lyrics to – She's in love with the boy, so Brooks had to come out and do it with her. Um, oh, man. Which is pretty funny, but didn't happen the night we saw them. But I wasn't entirely certain. We, like, it could be anybody that could come out. Or I was like, you know, plus one could easily be Chris Gaines. That's his plus one. Oh, Hell yeah. God. <laughs> you know? But, of course, like, it's Garth Brooks, and he's a weirdo fucking Mike Pence-like guy who, like, won't sing with anybody but Trisha Yearwood, or at least no <laughs> fucking Trisha Yearwood. So, of course, it's of course it's her that comes out. Miss, Miss Yearwood. Miss Yearwood, yeah. is which, and he called her that every time. We never heard the yeah. word Trisha out there, but except for which Shannon is, and me shouting, Trisha. <laughs> it's cool, like, not only did she not take his last name, he, like respects that yeah. <laughs> and only calls her miss yearwood dude the shirt i've got on is a tour shirt from trisha yearwood uh, 2009 i think or something like that 2010 mm-hmm. and on the back it has like some of the dates and then it says with garth brooks but or with mr brooks and it's crossed out and it says mr yearwood under it and it's pretty oh fuck so, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's so Hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man i dig on that shit all right uh <laughs> then they did the song from uh a star is born shallow that yeah. lady gaga and bradley cooper do she's in love with the boy I bet you that was amazing. That was fucking rad. And everyone did it by herself. She was wearing this, like, fucking diamond-studded pink belt as a necklace. (laughs) I do not know why. That rules. (laughs) It was Oh, man. Then Colin Baton Rouge, which is funny on here, it says, you know, because it's telling you what all the songs he covered, like who the original artist was. Mm -hmm. Here it says the Oak Ridge Boys cover, which is true. It was an Oak Ridge Boys song, but I mean, that's a Garth Brooks song. Oh, for sure. He made it famous. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, true. Uh, This is when I would have gone to the bathroom, uh, Change the World by Eric Clapton. Do you know what's funny about that? I did go to the bathroom during that song. (laughs) (laughs) Both Shannon and I booked the fuck out of there. And then came but back with more beer. And then watched. did you make it back in time for Shameless? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I gotta say, it's like twenty-seven songs sounds like a long set, and it definitely is. But like, he talked a lot in between. It was definitely uh, more talk, less rock vibes. So we had to, so we had some time. That's cool. I'd yeah. be I'd be okay with that. All right, then we got Papa loved Mama. Uh, the dance, not a dry eye in the house. <clears throat> I assume he left after that song too. Um, I think that was his last. Song. The dance, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Right. Well, yeah. Well, they came and back, so, but so then he came back and did 
Piano Man by Billy Joel. (laughs) Did he play the piano? He did not. It's also, it was a funny thing. Like, I, these two songs, I don't like them really. They're not my thing. But what he pointed out, he was like, he was like, he came back out and he was talking about like when he lived in Oklahoma and he was just starting out at like, he like shouted out a particular bar or honky tonk or something and an owner Mm -hmm. of that space and like was like, this is the dude who I was failing out of college or not doing well in college and I would grab my guitar and I would go to the fucking venue and I would play songs, you know, and like, you know, the best, the, uh, 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 some sort of like Thursday night fucking dive bar musicians, best friend is a sing along song, a song that everybody knows or something like that. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm like, Oh, he's going to play friends in no, low places. But what he did is he like contextualized it and built it up. And so piano man and American pie, that McLean song, or I guess songs yeah. that he would have used in his, early days Uh, in stupid bars like trying to get people to sing with him and then he after American Pie he was like in the fucking or he didn't say fucking but it was like the thing (laughs) is the thing is somehow I made it I had I did it I wrote that song you know the song that everybody knows and then he played Mm -hmm. Friends in Low Places and finished it off oh yeah man yeah so it's like you know there's an encore coming if he hasn't played Friends in Low Places 100% (laughs) He did it with the extra verse and all that stuff that he always does live where he's like, you know, like he does like an interlude and he's playing the music and tells everyone that they're, they need to sing the, the hidden verse or whatever, where it has like a swear word in it. Right, right. <laughs> he says a swear, the yeah. A word. <laughs> <laughs> Which we won't say on Danny's podcast because no, no, he doesn't want to an E on, on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so totally worth it. I fuck, dude. I like, I don't know. Like, there's something about country music that, like, so we talked about this because Luke Combs keeps getting this award when Lambert should get it. But, like, the highest mm-hmm. award you can receive each year in country music is Entertainer of the Year, right? I don't yeah. know of another genre of music that calls their most honored, like, award entertainer. Yeah. yeah and I feel yeah, like yeah. it's really fitting. Like, there's something about this dude. He's obviously, he's played shows for many years to much larger audiences and he just was feeling himself. He's also fucking Garth Brooks. I'm sure he feels pretty good about himself when he's up on stage in front of people, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it was chill. He was super entertaining. Like I said, the moment seemed right. A lot. We were singing and dancing in the seats, just having a fucking raucous good time. It was was a dope ass show. Definitely one of the best that I've seen. Man. Um, All right. Maybe I'll see. I think, I think Brandy would have a good time. Yeah, she's uh, we we went to uh, it was called Fancy, which was a sort oh, of, yeah. you know, I it, it was weird. It was at Ace of Spades Ooh. and it was a DJ uh, playing 90 mostly. Well, I guess it wasn't even 90, mostly 90s, but uh, just like female country uh, and one Orville Peck song. Um <laughs> And it was like, I guess it was like the country version of emo night where it's like mm-hmm. not really about dancing. It's about standing in a group and yelling, and like singing <laughs> along. There were some people dancing a little bit and like I danced around a little bit and it was it was fun. And uh, is that reoccurring? It, it's a tour. It's happened here once before. So I imagine it'll happen again. Hmm. And it's like a weird. I think it's kind of like emo night where there's like. At this point, it's like a weird franchise because I know there's that uh, meme meme girl Dwight Dwight Jokum on Instagram, <laughs> and she DJs that on the East Coast, 
And then Lucy Ramone from the band Dog Party from Sacramento does it on the West Coast. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. She I does. Have. She spins records at Bottle and Barlow, I think, on yeah. certain mm-hmm. nights of the week. Yeah, and, like, I think those nights are usually kind of, like, older honky-tonk yeah. stuff. And then this is all, you know, totally different than that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's also weird because I think it's, like, her job to kind of, like, get the energy up. So she's, like at points she'll like come out from behind the dj booth and just like kind of like dance on the stage and stuff and like (laughs) i don't know i'm i'm old and i don't go to things like this very much but it all seemed like oh is that is this how these things work now i don't know yeah um but it was it was pretty fun i kind of forget where i was going with this other than just brandy had a good time oh yeah and brandy went and she did have a really good time Mm -hmm. and it's like she's like more familiar with those songs than she realizes, you know? I think that's the case with like, uh, so the, the fourth person we had who wasn't a Garth Brooks fan, like knew most of the Garth Brooks songs that were played. And then definitely a lot of the covers, like just, yeah, yeah. that's the thing I was going to say. Like it, Brandy might not go for, for Brooks, but like all those <laughs> covers are so, there's so many good covers in that yeah. set. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like he does like a bunch of others too. So, yeah. Yeah. Then it also involves going to Las Vegas, which seems like how long is a, the residency? A nightmare. It's for two years total. So we saw the. I think Are we you saw serious? The, yeah, I think we saw the fourth show or the Holy fifth show. Holy shit! But it's also like not every week. No, like, no, no. like I would say it's probably like 50, maybe twenty a year. I, I, I would yeah, like yeah. there's a big bur- there's like a couple in July, and then there's like a big break until like September, mm-hmm. and then. And then there's stuff beyond that that the tickets aren't even on sale for. So I guess there's like a chance I can get cheaper tickets. But Probably. That'd be I cool. Don't know. You could go to the punk rock museum too, buddy. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the Vegas thing is whack. Like the residency makes so much sense for someone like Brooks. Like, I mean, he can actually, I mean, whatever. He just goes on tour and does it. But like, this has got to be so much more comfortable. He's probably staying in like a fucking penthouse that's got its own yeah, like, yeah, swimming pool yeah. and shit like that. Exactly. When he's there and then he flies back home wherever that is, like, you know, in between, surely, because he doesn't give a shit about the environment. But like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you just have to go to Vegas though, which Shannon and I have done it twice now and we'll probably do it again because I think for us it's like, there's a cost included like the Lambert actually the Lambert show was hella cheap in comparison and we got those weird um, wristbands to go up front for free so like we that show was just like a a moonshot vibe but like you know we stay at the shitty hotels and we look for deals online so the hotel isn't necessarily overly expensive and it's the the cost of the show itself we we tend to drive this time we didn't because I had that I had a work thing going and so I had to leave right away from there to get down to Vegas but I feel like if you do the shitty hotel and for us, we're not gambling. So, and if we just mm-hmm. like would go to the hotel bar, the like in both, we were at Excalibur this time and we were at Circus Circus <laughs> last time. Nice. And so there's like lots of, like we're just sitting at this bar and the bartender's like, what's going on? And like Shannon will put a $5 bill in and like kind of put some buttons every once in a while and gets her drinks for free. And we just sit there and hang out. Like it's not, mm-hmm. I don't know. We have fun. I really liked it, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, it does. You do All have right. to kind of lean into the absurdity of the, the event. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is pretty funny, but yeah, and we don't yeah, stay for nice. very long. Usually, we're in and out. We're not trying to hang out in Vegas for a while. Yeah. Anything. yeah. The, the the people from Wisconsin sitting next to us, I was like, "Yeah, all right, are you going to stay in Vegas?" And they were like, "We've already been here for like ten days." And I was like, "What the fuck Whoa. have you been doing here?" <laughs> I can't imagine those oh, pe- can't. like people that go to Vegas for like I don't a, for vacation, like for a Oof. extended amount of time. And it's like I feel like I would go and I would 
lose so much money on the first night that I'd be like, well, what do I do for the rest of the night? Like time yeah, here, yeah. I guess maybe some people are good at gam- gambling. Can you be good at gambling? No, I don't think it's possible. Uh, it's such an unfun thing too. Like I did yeah. it one time during the brandy one. I didn't do it this time. And like, I just like Shannon's like, here's 20 bucks. And I put it in the machine and I was like, all right, click, come on, come on, come on. And it was like, you have $7 left. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Click. Yeah, yeah, and I was, yeah. you know, they were like, you have $0 left. And I was like, that was 38 seconds or some shit. Like <laughs> this is the dumbest game in the world. Yeah. yeah. So it was, I don't know. I'm not into that, but yeah. Vegas is pretty whack. Like it, everywhere you go, smells like cigarettes and shit too. Because you can smoke oh, inside it's constantly there. Smoking, yeah. There are mm-hmm. non-smoking casinos now. You, they they do exist. Um, oh yeah. And we found good food. Like the first day, like we left mm-hmm. the strip and went to the arts district and went to a place called Taco Tarian. And I'm gonna say the fucking vegetarian Ooh. taco. It was all vegan, and the tacos were unfucking believable. Like Whoa. nothing we'd have in sack. It was pretty good. Nice. And then and also like we got like. We each ordered like a bunch of like a bunch of tacos and some some um, chips and dips and stuff like that, and uh, a beer each. And like it was less than drinking like three beers in a casino. Dude. <laughs> it's yeah. so wild how expensive that shit is there. And yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I really dug that. So that was fun to get some good food and leave the strip. And then we went into a couple of vintage shops and mm-hmm. um, I bought a Garth Brooks handkerchief that I then waved at him when he came out <laughs> on stage. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Did you uh, go to any libraries? Amanda and I always, no. well, that's Amanda's choice to do that. But they have nice libraries there. You know, yeah, that I know. Vegas. I've heard that. I've never been. I guess like my question is for residencies. Like, why can't you have a residency in, like, Chicago or, like, in fucking yeah. San Francisco? It's or, always like, Vegas. Right. Yeah. It seems like you could yeah. do that. Because <clears throat> it's, like, the place people go from all and over. And spend 10 right. days. <laughs> but it should be Chicago, like, or, like, Somewhere in can like somewhere in the middle of the, I guess that's what Branson is, but like you know, someplace in the middle of the country where it's like a cheap flight from everywhere else in the country. Yeah, fair. And you have to camp. There's no hotels. You just got to camp. Garth Brooks does (laughs) the middle of Kansas, (laughs) just like (laughs) the field residency. That sounds like a Haley Witters thing. Maybe she'll just start playing in Iowa and invite everyone out there. I mean, you know, a couple of people would go. I would yeah. do it. At least you two would go. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Dang, dude. That sounds cool. I didn't realize it was two years. Like, I'm even tempted to go because, like, we go to near Vegas to visit family. So Yeah, just stop on by and say what's up, Garth. Yeah. yeah ne- next time you, you're going to go, and if you want to go to see Garth, let me know. Maybe we can, like, meet, we can both plan yeah, yeah, to yeah. go. Well, or maybe the, just me and you can go, and yeah. Amanda and Brandy can go we eat can go vegan do tacos. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> uh, we when we stay in Boulder City, we last couple times we stayed at Best Western, and it wasn't that expensive for just like one night or whatever. Because in in Vegas quick. or in Boulder City, in Boulder City, how far away is it? Like thirty minutes south. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, that's that that's seems not, if you're already driving, like unless you fly, I guess, and you get a rental car, but. Depends on if you want to drive 30 minutes after the concert is over, which we are not going. Amanda and I in July are going to go see Tori Amos in Saratoga, which is near San Jose. Mm-hmm. And we got a hotel for that night because I can't drive home from the Bay Area anymore. That's a question we have to talk through, Cody, about Zach Bryan's show. Oh, yeah. What we're doing there. Yeah. 
but um, we still have a couple months, but we do. We have to make a list for Danny so that he can harass us about it before we head out. Yeah, yeah. If we do it before the show, he's just going to regret not coming with us. It's Maybe. super likely. Yeah, yeah. it's probably true. Yeah, it's we should. We true. do need to do. We do need to do a Zach Bryan because I I do think that Danny will yeah probably be pretty into it. Well, let's talk about some chicks. Yeah, the fellas, yeah, we have gathered here today to talk about the <laughs> talk about the chicks. <laughs> um, I want to point out like how remarkable it is that like you're a band changing your name in 2020 after all those mm-hmm. years, and somehow the chicks wasn't taken? Question mark. It yeah, probably already was. I guess yeah, I didn't maybe, Google it. Maybe I should have Googled gonna, it before I I'm said I'm going to look that. it up on Discogs real quick. Maybe it was like a Lady A situation where, oh, like, right. oh it was I taken, but we don't care. I forgot <laughs> about can, that, yeah. We can sue you. Oh, yeah, they're chicks number eight. Oh, man. For, for real? For real. How do you get them in that order? Uh, depends on who um, adds things on Discogs first. Honestly, the first three look like they're the same thing. Yeah. The band is uh, from the chicks is Sister Suzanne and Judy Donaldson, a steam pop. Uh, No, a steam of, that's a typo, a stream of pop hits in New Zealand between 65 and 70. Okay. Um, I don't think that, that doesn't count. That's not a band called the chicks. They're from New Zealand. Like, what even is that? (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah, it looks like these other ones are like, yeah, they're from like different countries and stuff. It was a good move, not only for the obvious reasons, but also like they're still very like Googleable. Like it's easy to like you can still type in their old name mm-hmm. and they still come up or vice versa. They did and, a really good job of with like what's that called like SEO or whatever. Like you search the chicks and it just comes up with with their stuff. Yeah, like it on. seems like streaming and everything. It's interesting because today when I was looking up stuff on YouTube and I went down a few rabbit holes and I was looking at other stuff on YouTube, but I was looking up like old stuff and there would be like old fan videos of like people dancing to their songs. And even that would say the chicks. Yeah. 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 What? Like, so I don't know if like they just made a deal with YouTube and they're like, all right, somebody has to change every reference to our old name to our current name. I still saw a a lot of references to the old name, but part of me feels like maybe just the fans, the fans might have them like a lot. Um, they haven't. I'm inter- so they did like a repress of their most recent album, Gaslighter. Although mm-hmm. there is the CD version I have of that album does not say the chicks. It says Dixie Chicks on it. And oh, like same. The, I think my version does too. The CDs that I have and the records that I have are all Dixie Chicks. I, I would love for them to now like take up the rebranding repress game. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, I wish I wish they would do like a box set of like their all their studio albums with the new name because that would just be like yeah, a good way to get the studio albums all at all at once. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. We good. Good record store day thing. Yeah. So you both are already Chicks fans. <sighs> yeah, you could you could say that. I um so 
I didn't drive for a really long time and my mm-hmm. sister would drive me a lot of places a lot and she was a huge Dixie Chicks fan. So at that time I wasn't really listening to modern country, but I could hear something in it that I like knew like, okay, there's like something cool and different about them. And I didn't know if it was just like they managed to like tap into a slightly different sound or something, mm-hmm. but, um, and then that uh, our album Home came out, I think, in 2002, and uh, mm-hmm. Rick Rubin produced that. And at that point, I like knew who Rick Rubin uh, was, and I was sure. like into the Johnny Cash American recording stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. They know, like, they're like making decisions of like the kind of band they want to be at yeah. this point. It's not just like they're in like the Nashville pipeline kind of a thing. And then I didn't, I don't think, so yeah, like their first, what, three or four big studio albums I was familiar with. And then it like, you know, dropped off. And then I, when Gaslighter came out, which was like right at the beginning of the pandemic, I feel like Mm -hmm. um, I was like pretty stoked for that and jumped on that right away. It's interesting because I, I think one of the reasons that we're talking about them today and not a year ago is that from my perspective at least i was i remember the very first time cody and i met and he was doing like this like all right you say you like country like what do you think of these groups and he would give me a list (laughs) when i was gatekeeping (laughs) i loved it though i mean you very much should but i I feel like they were part of that and i remember responding like nah i don't really know like i hadn't really listened to them at that point Uh but my you know my country mentor or my country um you know, like how drag queens have like drag moms or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to say mom, but like the person who I like am learning about country from is my wife and like like my mentor, my country person, and like <laughs> she uh she is a fan and just it would come on a little bit and I have this like um ever evolving Apple playlist of country songs that mm-hmm. I mean it's just a women country bands etc that I will add to and pull from and continue to adjust and eventually I got like a a couple songs from them on there. And I was like, shit, yo, this is pretty good. And I listened to that Gaslighter album, um, which I had heard around the pandemic era, too. But it was just sort of like, this is strangely pop. Like, what, what is this? I don't yeah, think I understand pop. it. And I, I don't know. I gave it another listen. I think you had said that you liked a lot of it. And I was like, well, Cody's a respected, you know, country uh, gatekeeper. <laughs> so, like, I should definitely check it out a little bit more <laughs> clearly. He does all the country reviews for Pitchfork. In- <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I listened to it and, like, I don't know. Like, I, I fell for it. And... Um, then home is the album that really stuck out for me. Like we were doing some drives down to long beach last year and mm-hmm. I would play the whole, I bought, I bought the CD home at Goodwill down in midtown. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. in the wrapper, man, like it was a Whoa, great deal, nice. like two ninety nine or something like that, like a Brown sticker sale. And, uh, nice. I listened to that and I was like, fuck, this is great. Like, cause it's their weird bluegrass album. That's really mm-hmm. nicely done. Yeah. It's like all acoustic instruments and. Yeah, yeah. The song I almost took from that album was actually going to be the instrumental, but I decided not to do that. <laughs> it's got good shit on it, and so like I don't know. I fell in love with that, and then I still to this day like although I I do listen to their uh, their first two albums occasionally. Like I am, I'm picking choose from those. Like they're not. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily like a a full album listen from those mm-hmm. ones. But Gaslighter and Home for sure. And then that album in between um, because they got canceled, and I agreed with mm-hmm. the cancellation. I also canceled. <laughs> Them. Yeah, um, I didn't listen to that album, and I still haven't really listened to it. Actually, Me neither, but, no. Because they but now, yeah, now that they're for the war in Iraq, I respect. Yeah. Yeah. When, when that gaslighter, which was actually a song about themselves, came out, <laughs> where they 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 atoned for their wrong. Um, 
I decided that I would <laughs> I would listen to them again. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, I'm I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> but, but Nate is. But Nate is I'm not. gonna. I'm leaving my stance ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I didn't make a playlist for the longest time because, like, it's a like even like Cody said when I sent it to the two of you, where I was like, "Fuck, dude, I just want to do it because I love this band." And that there's the first mm-hmm. song we're gonna talk about is like the song that I just could not get out of my head. I was like, "This fucking rules. We gotta talk about it." And mm-hmm. like, um, I sent the list, and like Cody's like, "Ooh, the chicks, that's hard." And I was like, "Whatever, man. It's just what it is, dude. <laughs> we're gonna talk about he, it." I think he said that's a good list. Yeah, it he did. It's he a did totally conf- good list. Like, I could have made me. like five different. A hundred percent. Yeah. For you sure. know, and I'm, I'm sure you could too. And there'd be lots of crop, like whatever, like, I don't know. I need to get better at making these playlists for this. I like wring my hands over it forever. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I know. Yeah. I need to stop overthinking it. Cause it's not, I don't know. You never really know what's going to click with someone or not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I feel that with this, even with this list, I made some choices that I'm sort of like, Hey, whatever. I, I know I did it, but like, I think, you d- you run that question of like what like you want to show some stuff from a number of albums you want I don't know it's a challenging mm-hmm. thing <clears throat> so I did I did it and I'm so happy that the two of you are here and that you've listened to the songs <laughs> and uh, uh, I hope that uh, we can uh, all agree that this is probably the strongest five songs or less playlist ever presented <laughs> on the podcast uh, yeah. at least to date. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the strongest one for sure, stronger than any I've made. <laughs> <laughs> officially we we will officially today like um uncancel the chicks and um yeah, make it yeah. so mm-hmm. i'm glad we we can do that for them <laughs> <laughs> these three dudes sitting here on the telephone yep yep <laughs> it starts with with the 20 people that are going to listen to this but they tell hey. two friends and they tell two friends uh-huh. yeah they whisper uh, the chicks are uncancelled the chicks are uncancelled <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to listen to them again uh, I've been trying, like while we're talking, I'm trying to think of a, a fun way to intro this next song. But I, I mean, yeah, I can't think of anything. Well, that's there's your trouble. There's your, there's your trouble. <laughs> Good job, Nate. <laughs> there's your trouble off of Wide Open Spaces from 1998. Before, actually, I don't even know why I introed it, because I wanted to say, they have three albums before this. I had no idea. Yeah. I've never seen those before. Yeah, and they're with a different person, right? Yeah, yeah they had a different uh, singer at first. Before Natalie Baines came on board, which... I love the chicks and I don't really know the full story, but it almost feels a little weird like that. They like it kind of seems like maybe they got rid of this girl because she wasn't good enough and then Mm. got Natalie Maines because like her her dad is like a famous steel guitarist and has like been in the industry and like she's like almost an industry plant or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she rules and they rule and they sound great and I haven't listen to those earlier albums but i get the impression they're a little bit more um kind of like cutesy sort of thing Mm -hmm. like they're the aesthetic is like different you know Mm -hmm. yeah 
I don't know. Anyway, hey, this song's real fucking good. Yeah. It's it stands out to me. I didn't when I was looking into it. It's actually it was actually a single. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like I, again, like when this stuff was coming out, I wasn't listening to it. Um, the second song on the playlist is a song that I think I would recall from the '90s or whenever it came out. But like this one, I don't. And when I started listening to this album, this one just I don't know. It's like a fucking standout for me, and I just mm-hmm. put it on. It's the one of the songs I put on that playlist and just kept coming back to it. And I don't even know how to describe it. It's got like such a subtle sort of chilled out vibe. It just feels like really. I don't know. It's, it's a fucking repeat song for me. I guess is what it is. Yeah, it's it's really really fun. It every time we talk about kind of well not every time but almost every time we talk about country music, it it's basically a pop punk emo pop punk song. <laughs> yeah, hundred like, percent. If I was more motivated the last few days, I would have like tried to cover this. Yeah. <laughs> This one and the next song too, but like I really want to do it with the with this song. Uh, I just think it would fit so fucking well, especially with those the like pauses on the pre-chorus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a total. This more than other songs even sounds like a real like pop punk song. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, this would make such a good yeah song to cover. It's like written by some other guys, but it's like the way the way it's like written the i guess the melody of it is just like so like good and catchy mm-hmm. and like just like flows together real well and has like kind of like uh you know clever rhyming schemes mm-hmm. and stuff and like the way they say stuff is just it yeah it's really good yeah and she's got like a snarl to her voice mm-hmm. which i absolutely love like it, in some ways it makes me think of like fat mike or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> yeah. Dixie Chicks are the no effects of, of pop country. <laughs> uh, but I, I fucking love it. I love it so much. And like today I finally sat down and watched uh, some videos. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. They're just so much fun. And like she's so short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The videos are all so, especially from this era, Mm -hmm. are just like such time capsules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, do you guys watch um, Pen 15? No. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Well, it's like set in the, Mm. I think it's set in the early 2000s, but it's like, they all just like remind me of characters from that show with like (laughs) their, their like hairstyles and stuff are so like, it feels like they're like, dressing up to be in the late 90s not yeah, like yeah, being yeah. in the late 90s it's like so on point the like, very first like shots of the video for this song is like marty playing the the viol- mm-hmm. uh, fiddle um and she's just got like i want to speak to your manager haircut after i'm done yeah. playing this fiddle <laughs> but that used to be like it was the not, style not yeah not that haircut yeah. it used to be like almost a little edgy mm-hmm. i don't i wonder when exactly it got co-opted i don't know i guess it was was it the the kate plus eight oh, john and case plus eight maybe yeah because she had that yeah i'm not sure but it was a cool video i i couldn't stick with the whole video though it was a little too like <laughs> kaleidoscopy yeah yeah <laughs> like that's when I, that's exactly when i when i yeah. was like okay i'm gonna look for some live footage because i wanted to watch them actually play their instruments because like they're so yeah. fucking good yeah 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 they're really good it would be fun to put together a compilation of like 
country videos from the 90s with this like kind of like color palette mm-hmm. and feel to them because there are quite a few of them like the um the way you love me video from faith hill is like the same thing but like <laughs> dialed up to 11 or whatever yeah. it's so uh, it's it's a lot of fun anyways um i gotta write that down <laughs> <clears throat> that song is that's kind of my latest obsession because they do she does the there's like the vocoder or like auto-tune on her voice in that song uh, that just album? yeah just for like you know like that one line mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh is that the album where she's standing in the field uh i don't know oh for the video though she's like in a fucking diner or something oh yeah it is it's like, oh no she's not in a field it looks is she in a field it looks like she's in a field she's going it like likes, this it like <laughs> jumps around a lot anyways yeah, speaking of... We'll, kind of, we'll do a Faith Hill episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. That would be so, that would be so <laughs> sick. I don't listen to Faith Hill, so maybe I should. I've, I have There's some Tim McGraw songs that I really like, and I think she's on a couple of them, but... Man, not to digress even more, but have you... I, actually, we've probably even talked about this on... But, like, there's pictures of Tim McGraw and Faith Hill together, and they're, they look so much just like new york like cosmopolitan people (laughs) when they're not like when they're not like doing their thing on stage or whatever like he's wearing like little round glasses and a turtleneck and has like a beard and she's like put together in a very different way than like she is in the videos and like i guess when you pass like 15 million dollars in personal wealth you all of a sudden start wearing turtlenecks and ringo star glasses or something (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> even if you're like, doesn't Tim McGraw write that where the green grass grows song? Like, just, that's not his vibe anymore, no? Um, yeah, don't even get start <laughs> me on. Uh, I'm not even gonna say the song. He just has that super problematic song from the '90s. Oh shit! Okay. Um, Tim, come on. The but I think man. he's turned it around. I don't think I don't think he would play it anymore. Yeah, he he went to New York. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> He's going to listen to this episode, too, and probably come out and clarify some, yeah, yeah, some yeah. of that shit for us. Thanks, Tim. A little disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Do you want to listen to some of this song? Uh, I, I do have some timestamps. So, like, I already mentioned the pauses on the pre-chorus. But, like, I'm going to play the pre-chorus and probably most of the chorus because it's so freaking good. And the, the like, vocal delivery is, is just so, it, like, stands out so much. Hmm. Also the drumming, like their drummer, I was just going to look because I forgot to look earlier if they have the same person drumming all the time, excuse me, all the time, but the drumming on this shit is so fucking good. So this guy who's drumming on this is Greg Morrow, um, who was in Mystic Knights of the Sea. Oh. Seems like he's kind of a session drummer. But he was on this album and the next album, at was least. Was he on the next one, too? He's also recorded with uh, Blake Shelton and Casey Musgraves. Steve Earle. Yeah. Bob Seger, full circle. Deanna Carter. Did I shave my legs for this? 
Okay. How much? How rich do you think this person is? Like, if you're a session drummer for some of these like enormous stars, like, are you getting paid? Like, are they cutting you a check at the beginning of the session, or do you like? Is it, I guess it would vary, you know? Yeah, no, you're getting paid pretty good though. Yeah, he probably does pretty well. They probably have mansions in Nashville. Yeah, but not mansions. Not more than one. Yeah, yeah. Not more than only one, Nashville. Okay. Do they have and a only mansion? Nashville? They don't. They don't have a West Coast. Yeah, place. They can't afford. Uh, they can't afford those glasses and the turtleneck. It feels like the yeah. only country star he hasn't drummed for is Garth Brooks. Like, dude's drummed for Dolly Parton. Wow. Whoa, cool. And nice. and importantly, Amy Grant on her Tennessee Christmas album. Wow. Which is probably amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The the country Christmas. Oh, shit. He's drumming for Cole Swindell, too. Oh, man. (laughs) Man, Nate is stoked. (laughs) My new favorite drummer here. All right. Uh, He's been on everything. Uh, And then we've, we've got some solos to listen to here. The thing I wish is is if they were uh, kind of like overlapping a little more. Yeah, but good yeah. Stuff. So that's her dad. Her dad playing the pedal steel there. Oh, and, cool. Um, one of the little sidetracks I went on today was like he was, you know, he's played with a bunch of people as well. Mm-hmm. And in the seventies, eighties, he was in a band called the the Mains Brothers Band, mm-hmm. and uh, I looked them up, and they like totally rip. Like you know, they're like kind of like a country rock. Thing, but oh, they've cool. got like the pedal steel and they do like some really good songs like uh, this monkey's nice mike nesmith song called some of some of some of shelly's blues um anyways <laughs> he's cool <laughs> how many mains are there are these there these are all brothers what the hell yeah, I know. I looked up the band, and there's like eight people in the band. I'm like, are they all related, or is there like two of them that got to name the band? <laughs> yeah, it's like Santana. <laughs> <laughs> and then my last timestamp on this, the is highlighting the drums. We keep talking about the drummer, so here's our guy, also uh, recorded for Pri- Primal Scream at one point. Whoa. It's so weird. Like, it's great. I don't know. You just think of, like, in my head anyway, like, stereotypical country. It's just, like, very... Oh, Oh, look at that. Who's that? Introduce the cat. I'll play the theme song. Whatever. This is Peter. Hey, Pete. Ah, Peter. What's up? Oh, he kind of looks like Moses. Oh, 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 Moses. Does he have a tail? Oh, he does have a tail. I saw it. Yeah, he has a tail. He's also a little shit ass. And, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's an incredibly cute cat, but he will <laughs> attack and yeah, bite yeah. the shit out of everyone else. That's like Jinx. Yeah. Amanda's got a, gonna... a bite scratch on her nose right now. Oof. Yep. yep. Um, you were saying, Danny, I, I wanted to highlight that section, too, because like that's like I think her best uh, 
variation on the word wrong comes on that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where she really leans into the rang, mm-hmm. or however the hell she pronounces it. It's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool drums. Really cool, like, vocal delivery the whole time. Like, she's got a great voice and is not afraid to just, like, put so much stank on things. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's got the she's got the stank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i didn't have any time stamps for this one i took kind of sparse notes um but i do have something i wanted to share maybe when you guys are done with your time stamps um i had the stuff i had was mostly with danny i do dig the outro they do some nice outroing but we can do that as we leave the song okay okay uh go ahead and because I, I I just wanted to play this different version of the song, okay. so finish up with the play normal version like of eighteen seconds. Last eighteen seconds. Does that sound good? Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Is that a piano? Yeah. It's- Sounds like it comes in at the very end. It's that little Bob Seger tribute at the end. Little <laughs> <laughs> Seger tribute, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes listening through the mic on FaceTime, yeah. like makes different things pop out mm-hmm. because it, like, you know, is like suppressing some stuff mm-hmm. but letting other stuff through. I choose to listen to all my albums once <laughs> through FaceTime just so I can hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brandy, wait, go in the other room that? and call me and play this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You make Brandy just sit there and hold it to the phone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hold it steady. <laughs> um, I decided that the thing, uh, my new thing I'm going to obsess over and get into are the the extended remixes from the European singles of country songs. Because a lot of them have them, and this song has one. And it's pretty great. There we go. Uh, obviously, this is like, I want to say eight minutes long or something. But like, uh, man, it's really something. If you guys have it open. Jan Joyce Extended Remix. Whoa. Oh, it's like it's like a. This could be on like a Mario uh, underwater level or something. <laughs> I mean, it's still building at this point. Do you like feel the urge to get up and sort of put your hands in the air and like s- slow bop until it gets uh, better? A hundred percent. Well, no, at this point, I'm just kind of like shuffling back and forth yeah. like this. Okay. And then as it builds is when the arms, go, the up. arms go up. Yeah. Yeah. When do you pop the tainted Mento into your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey. Yeah. It'd be sick to watch like a Philharmonic bop and play yeah. this shit. I'm, uh, Cody, I'm not sure how I feel about this. No, it's definitely, you know, <laughs> it's not better than the real version. Uh-huh. And it's definitely something very different. I just think it's like really interesting that like, to like... <laughs> Appeal, so appeal really like to that. like a European audience. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. 
they're like, oh, we've got to put a dance remix on it. And this, I like, for all I know, they did play this like in clubs in like Germany or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird hearing like the fiddle and banjo. Yeah. And, like the like electronic beats. Um, <laughs> It 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 was. Oh, it's wild, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what I Damn. Share. I hope we have was, one for every song. There wasn't. I checked. Uh, I thought for sure there would be for for uh, the next song and and for the the gaslighter songs because those are already like pop songs, mm-hmm. but I couldn't I couldn't find any. I don't do that anymore. I guess. Yeah, man. That's wild. It reminded me, uh, I was hoping it was going to be like those dub mixes we listened to on the Rancid episode. Oh, yeah. Those were those like legit were cool. awesome, though. Yeah. yeah. But this was like 90s rave remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song rules quite a bit. But you said, like, Nate, uh, the album as a whole, is it just kind of like you like a few songs off of it and that's kind of it? I think it's... I mean, I'll listen to it through. It's a nice background album. My folks were in mm. town, actually, and I put... I, I recently purchased this on vinyl, because like Danny, I can't Ooh. actually do the playlist digitally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I have to do a vinyl playlist, which is really annoying when you have I to will like, accept, and pick it up and change. I will accept a uh, vinyl recorded onto a cassette. Oh, that's um, right. Okay. So you can do that, too. Okay. Cool. Okay. If, but I put it on like when my folks were like... I was trying really hard to get my folks to like not want to do their... like come over in the morning and say okay what are we doing today mm-hmm. and me saying like what we're gonna do is we're gonna sit at this table and we're gonna put a record on and we're gonna eat some fucking fruit and vegetables and yeah 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 talk. <laughs> and then i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna walk around the house i'm gonna do some chores and you're gonna sit down and look at your facebook phones and we're gonna listen to another record and like i feel like this shit's like really good for that and like i bought um i have three of their albums on vinyl because mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a i'm a vinyl head yeah. uh, like you two are well not really like you two are but like they um <laughs> This one I have and I like it, and then I've got Home and Gaslighter. But like mm-hmm. the next album that we're going to talk about, Fly, like is not one that I've really found myself as attracted to. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. But th- I think this album, this song stands out on this album, oh, okay, without, without a doubt. Yeah, it's mind. definitely this and yeah, the the titular uh, wide open wide spaces, open spaces is, yeah. is are both probably the best. Mm-hmm. The songs I remember the most. Uh, we might have to hurry up a little bit because I might have to say goodbye Earl Lee tonight. okay that seems fine i think the the meat of the podcast is the first couple songs so that's, yeah yeah, that's yeah. no 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 i was just saying that so i could say that. That was it. i mean i'm here for the long haul the dead cannibal meat of the podcast is. Yeah. um i thank you for moving us into this goodbye early goodbye earl thing but like i i want to pose a thought about this being um the more I listen to this song, like I wanted to me, there's your trouble. Wasn't like a big hit. Like I, it was, but it wasn't like, it's not like a standout chick song mm-hmm. in the way that wide open spaces, like this song, like the fucking lonely soldier, whatever the hell that song is called, like seemed to be like the real 
the ones people name when they um sorry I got a cat <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh yeah I listened to the chicks um, and I really wanted to put this song is just so well known and I was like okay I'm gonna put this on here even though maybe it'd be more fun to try and dig something else out but I don't know like as I listen to this song more and more I think it might be one of the best 90s country songs period and I feel like yeah. it, it might it might be the best song that's ever been played on <laughs> five songs or less podcast. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to I'm going to set set that out in the front because I didn't want you to like shit talk it. And then me have to be like, oh, I don't want to say that. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> OK. And okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to defend my stance. OK. If you are uh, disagreeing. I'm not going to I wouldn't argue with you at all. Yeah. I've, I have nothing to argue about. It. Oh, shit, let's go on to the next song, then. <laughs> right along. <laughs> no, I mean, this song was pretty mind-blowing when I first, like, heard it, because I think I heard it, you know, before it dropped as a single just off the CD, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of like, this is like some misfit shit. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> this is like, like wrapping people up in, the, up in the a tarp and, like, <laughs> dumping them killing them. There's some whoa in there at one point. <laughs> Um, (laughs) so there are a lot of things i want to talk about this song but first can i think that one thing i want to watch is the anti-cop propaganda that the music video is and i want to start with that one (laughs) Uh, if we want to watch the music video hell yeah (laughs) because i want to lift up all the anti-cop propaganda oh for sure country music yeah yeah um and i feel like although maybe the chicks would disagree with my take on the way that they portray police in this uh, music video like i just fucking love it so, <laughs> see if i can find it here uh, while you're looking for that i got a little blurb here so goodbye earl was initially recorded by a band called the sons of the desert for an unreleased album in the late 1990s uh, which i want to kind of check that out i don't know if it's available anywhere but they were like a country rock kind of band I assume sons means that they identify as sons and boys are men, and they're mm-hmm. they're singing about killing off girl uh, Earl be, for the same reason. Like did the lyrics it, change, or was the, that's interesting? I would. They're just they're that. telling a story about about that, and uh, yeah, they're fuck Earl, you know. I'd heard like whoa. that. There's something about Earl coming up in a. Did you oh, say that song whoa? about the double wide? <laughs> no, that I said, bro. Bro, <laughs> you know that double whoa. wide trailer song, Sam? It's like Kirsch, Cody, you're the country. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, like the character Earl is in that song. Yeah, I was just that's what I, that's why I was distracted because I'm looking for because I, I there was an article about this and now I can't find it. But there is like a universe. This guy, Dennis Lynn, that wrote this song, who also wrote Burning Love, the Elvis Presley song, which I just that's when I said, whoa, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> it's like he this song. Goodbye, Earl. Bubba shot the jukebox, um, the double wide trailer, John Deere Green, and maybe um, uh, uh, Third Rock from the Sun are all like take place in the same town, and there's like reoccurring characters that like are are like very slightly referenced in the other songs or whatever. So if you you could answer the question to what's your favorite fandom and you could say the <laughs> Earl world, the the Dennis Lynn, <laughs> Dennis Lynn yeah, uh, yeah, musical yeah. universe. <laughs> Dang. Okay, I got the music video coming up. Are y'all? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Put, all right, I, I do at one point want to at least bring up the the stupid parodies that have been done. Oh god! Oh hell yeah! I'm into that. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, well, you were talking about, um, just fucking, first of all, Lauren Holly, like, um, <laughs> from Dumb and Dumber fame, at least to me, like, that's when I remember <laughs> yeah. her. Right. Um, the clothing, though, here is similar to that other video, right? Where it just, like, oh, stands for suck out. Mm-hmm. We, we watched this video the other night when we were getting ready to go to Fancy or whatever. We were watching a bunch of old <laughs> oh, yeah. videos, and, and I was like, oh, she's wearing one of those napkin shirts. <laughs> no, where it's, yeah, where it's yeah. like, a, just a bandana, like, folded in half. Yeah. A massive bandana. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. It's, it's a big one. Um, and then, yeah, Jane Krakowski from 30 oh, yeah. Rock. Dennis Franz. It's, like... Perfect. It's so good. There's a a single shot in this, and I'll try and pause it when it gets there. It's towards the end that I want to like, you know, pause and like make a T-shirt just of this one. Oh shit! Yeah. You gotta get that bootleg uh, person on it. Best bootleg. Yeah. 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 Their narrative, like. Like, what are they doing? Just, like, <laughs> just stand it there. Yeah. yeah. And since the other two don't have their instruments, like, it's kind of uh, strange, actually. Yeah. yeah. This part is creepy. Is this the thing you want to still of? Like, her no. eye all bloody? Yeah, her eye. Fuck? It's weird because it's, like, such a... It's sort of a lighthearted song, obviously about something very heavy. Yeah. But then that this video is kind of, like, shot comedically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then it, when it shows her beat up, it's like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is graphic. I feel like I feel that because like even lyrically, like that scene is pretty dark in the song and the story's being told. But like I think that the song also like the la la la, it yeah. is meant to be comical. Mm-hmm. They're like fuck, girl. Yeah, he did deserve to die. Yeah. Don't fuck with us. Yeah, yeah. They're, we're gonna mocking him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just poison, beans. poison beans is the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Great scene. Oh, the, the the scarf she has is also has beat like a diamonds on it. So here's my here's my thought on this. These dudes, the bumbling dummies, just like yeah. awful, like stupid cops. One of those is uh, Dom DeLuise's son, the one on the left. Right? Oh shit! Really? Yeah. They just got yeah. Mad. They're yeah. But it's hard to tell, which is also, you know, Earl's a bad guy, so I don't know whose side I'm on in that situation, but, like, also, are they just kind of pretending to care because you give a shit about Earl? I prefer to think that, I mean, we think about this in kids' books, too. Like, how is the power of police officers portrayed in picture books for kids? Mm -hmm. Like, you really got to think about it. And, like, regardless of their intention, they come off as buffoon (laughs) morons, and I'm super into it. Yeah. Like the previous time in the video when she says Earl had to die and she pops her eyes out just like that. Yeah. <laughs> the dancing is yeah. funny. Like him dancing back there. He's dead. And you could tell they were just okay, here comes the frame. Uh, oh no, 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 it's a little bit it's later. He's doing a thriller dance moves at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can tell the director was just like just dance oh there it was oh when pulling the 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 hat off her face or whatever just when she has the ski mask on Uh it looks so good it looks like pussy right oh totally (laughs) i feel like so yeah continue playing it i'll bring it back but like that's a 
Are you there, Nate? Yeah, I'm totally there. I'm just finishing <laughs> this out. Also, okay. like, this is the worst disposing of a body in the world. It's yeah, like yeah, rolled yeah. on a hill. <laughs> I just love how campy like, and, and goofy this video is. Like, I want yeah, John Waters they, to come out at some point. Mm -hmm. This video makes me like Dennis Franz a whole lot, too. <laughs> It's funny because he's wearing the wig when he's alive, but then when he comes back as Zombie Earl, he's just bald. Yeah, his yeah. Friends. yeah. So good. It's like it's so fucking good. So like this, I guess was like initially there was like band conversations around country radio, like did not want to play this mm -hmm. song, and I guess like there were some stations that like had like focus groups, and like everyone was like, "This song fucking rules, man! Why would you not put this <laughs> song on the radio?" And so they just like kind of succumbed to it, and like I get this feeling that. um I don't know, like, it's such a fucking weird-ass song in the way that they're celebratory and they're just happy as fuck about killing Earl. Yeah. I can imagine why people thought it was the Misfits. It's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. It, but back to the Pussy Riot thing, I guess the secondary argument I was making about this song is being, like, fucked up and, like, literally kind of awesome fucked up mm -hmm. song. That, yeah. There are elements of this song that sound to me like sort of like riot girl inspired like uh yeah uh, vocal uh she's playing around with like vocal like ideas mm -hmm. that are that are fucking cool as shit in a way that do yeah. not fit into the country scene at the time or today for that matter right yeah i i get the impression that natalie mains is like down with shit mm -hmm. you know <laughs> like she knows she probably has a pretty good did have you seen the the cover of the single of this song uh, yeah no. yeah um, it's it looks like a no offense. Speaking of oh no offense, shit! It totally it looks, does. It looks like a like or like a hopeless records yeah. compilation from nineteen ninety eight. Oh or shit! Something. What was that? There was one and it had it was like punk bites or something like that. Yeah, and it was like a bullet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit! Look at that. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, look, cool. So, <laughs> um. Oh my god! There's some photos from like the filming of that when they're the chicks are like holding the dead body and just smiling like we got it. <laughs> oh man, That's I gotta I dig into some of those photos. Um, can we play uh, first of all one minute one twenty one, Danny? Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or minute two forty six, maybe two forty six. Let's go there. Two forty six. Can you two talk to me about that drum line and just like that that fucking breakdown right there? Like, what is that? It, I was just gonna say it sounds like that would make a super sick like beat down, <laughs> like break hardcore breakdown part. Or something. Right, my, it just clears the fucking floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My note on that is the is that there is no reason that uh, or there's no world where that did not influence uh, the album "Stay What You Are" by Saves the Day. <laughs> like just that that all of a sudden halftime it's it, there's like tinges of hardcore in there and yeah. <laughs> oh my god it's, a, it's so good and the and the snare like the snare they use yeah. on these earlier songs is so snappy like it, it reminds mm -hmm. me of that like pop punk snare that, that like mm -hmm. Travis Barker popularized you know yeah. it's so wild I love it so much <laughs> Where do you think that like relationship is coming from? Like, is this coincidence or like what is the situation that brings that drum beat out? Especially like the idea, like in my mind when I hear that, I see a fucking 
um, fist to the floor beatdown mm-hmm. mosh's part. Yeah. And they're talking about killing this dude yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. What a great choice. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it's great. Like it. Yeah. I would like to know, because like they didn't write the song. Mm-hmm. I always, that's one part I am unclear on for country music is, you know, they rarely write their own songs, but then how much input does the artist have over yeah. like how it's recording and like the like, you know, composition, you know, the way the, the, the instruments are put together and like what is being played on, you know what I mean? Like is, when does it, like if it's credited to a writer, how much of, of what makes it good is actually because of the writer and That's how much fair of point. it is like, or it might be there like studio guys figuring, you know, who knows? I wish that it like, there was like, you know, a, a clear breakdown in the credits of these where it's like written by this person, mm-hmm. but then like this part was improved <laughs> by this person. And like, I don't know. That's what a producer is doing in there though. Right. Like they're creating those elements. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would assume they're like working with the artist like to make it sound the way they want it to. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I think they well, I guess this was only their second. I would assume they would have enough say and like they are they're big enough to be able to kind of like steer their own ship a little bit. I don't yeah. know. Do y'all want to point? hear the original version by Sons of the Desert? Oh, I do. OK, here goes. <laughs> it's got Seeger energy. <laughs> oh, what? All right, I love it. It's It's just it's missing that pep though. It's, yeah. I feel the main problem is is these artists had never listened to Bratmobile. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they never had to rebel against their country music father yeah. and, and get into Riot Girl in the early. Married. Nah. Yeah, it's 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 weird. That was cool. We at least have to get to the part where yeah. the Earl has to die. See if they do the halftime too. Organ a lot in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really nice. I mean, shit, it's, it's pretty act. It's, it's, it's pretty same, good. Right? Yeah, it's pretty it's, much yeah. the same. Stop it there. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I'm gonna have just to kind of yeah. boring. <laughs> slight bit boring. Yeah. Did you kind of? I thought you were maybe hinting at this earlier danny did you know that there's a a uh me first in the gimme gimme's version of this song i did read that uh so there's like other versions and parodies section on wikipedia oh right yeah yeah um, so i did see that gimme gimme's did it but i haven't i haven't listened to it 
Okay. Uh, I do have. Let me look at my timestamps because I don't know if they're that important. Oh, I've, the one that I would. Yeah, the at three thirty three, the banjo comes in. She's just like shredding. Can we do one before that, time no. wise? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do three minutes. Yeah, like what? <laughs> I I absolutely love the they they just feel like ad libs or something, you know? Yeah. And there's just she's got that like attitude in her voice. And, oh, I love it so much. I also I uh, I had that timestamp too, but it was for the the backup, the background vocals. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. like the like ah, mm-hmm. uh, like the sort of uh, that was awful what I just <laughs> did there, but. Um, <laughs> Well, you need us to help. It was a yeah. Course. It was yeah. a. It's it's all about the. Um, but anyway, yeah. Like the, I don't know. Just the sort of rise and and fall of those of those back backup vocals. Yes, that stuff was really good. Uh, also, again, the drumming on that it has like this shuffle to it, uh, which is really really cool. Good shit. That that guy. I hope he. I hope he has a a mansion and another house. <laughs> that's what i hope for yeah yeah uh so you said uh, three three thirty three three thirty three that's the banjo all right coming i'm in. just gonna let it play from where it was because i'm at three thirty one Like maybe I'm like creating a narrative where there isn't one, but sometimes it feels like they their audience probably doesn't care. Like they're the huge wide country music audience probably doesn't love them because they're like really good musicians, right? It's they love them mm-hmm. because they're like these really catchy songs. But I feel like when they're putting the records together, the members are still like but we're still going to do things that we like doing for ourselves, like putting in this like banjo part. That's like part of our DNA or whatever. Like that song would have been fine without that probably, but they like are still like, no, we're going to put a like awesome banjo like thing in there. Mm -hmm. It feels like for this album and for the previous one too, like you, you hear that, like that shit with from both Emily is the banjo player, right? Like, and then Marty is the uh, violin, the fiddle, the fiddle player. And like, I feel like that shit, well, the fiddle is a little bit more prominent maybe, but I do feel like you can always hear this underlying banjo just kind of rocking out in a lot of those songs. And then in their outro spaces, you'll hear the banjo just pick in and be like, take, it's as if you can say like, take us out, Emily. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you can see like, it's exactly kind of what you're saying. Like why stick it at the end like that when it's just so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's the argument that had to be made. They were just like, oh, we haven't put a cool banjo part in this yet. Let's yeah. let's put let's do it here. Cody, were you ever in 4-H or FFA? No, my sister was for a short amount of time okay. in okay. 4-H, I think. But no, were you? No, no, I was in Cub Scouts, yeah. but that's different. Uh, yeah. 
That is different. Yeah. That's very different. <laughs> How about you? Were you in 4-H or FFA? No, oh, yeah, you're from a rural I'm, area, too. I was not, nor was my sister. My mom and dad are, I, my mom and dad were Seattleites, but we, I lived in a rural mm-hmm. area, so, like, they didn't really, like, I feel like they didn't know to, or think to put us in that kind mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah. Although I knew a lot of kids who were, for sure, but mm-hmm. we were always sort of outsiders, big city, carpet beggars. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about some dumb parodies. Um, <laughs> so apparently there's a group called the Dixie Dicks who recorded a response record. Um, I don't know um, if that means it's a whole album. My name is Earl. Seems, this seems gross. Yeah, it is. Uh, also, why not call it the Chixie Dicks? That's so much better. Chixie Dicks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is pretty good. Uh, they weren't smart enough. That's why they wrote a song that was uh, about another man named Earl, whose wife, after listening to Goodbye Earl and Martina McBride's Independence Day, falsely accused Earl of domestic violence, uh, uh, <laughs> leading Earl to fear for his life. This is awful. The song was featured on mp3.com in 2003. <laughs> what is that? It was a website. Oh, it was a website. Was it a big website? Or it was, was just... a big website. It, it was. Oh, yeah. for real? Yeah. Okay. So Dang, okay. that's pretty dumb. There is also a uh, an American songwriter and music publisher, Dennis Morgan, wrote a parody song called uh, Hey Girls, This is Earl, I Didn't Die. Uh, in the song, the girl uh, girls attempt to kill Earl, uh, but only leave him with amnesia. He eventually comes back and has them arrested for attempted murder while also turning himself in for what he had done in the past. Ah, uh, some redemption. Yeah. Jeez. So, I don't know. Maybe uh, Earl got what he deserved, and maybe the Dixie Dicks are right right behind him. Oh, no, I just lost them both. Um, what? Oh, no, we lost Nate. Uh, he, you made him okay. sick. I, <laughs> I made him sick with this bullshit. Cody, can you uh, see me? Or maybe he's like there, but we can't see the video. Um, I don't know. Closing out here. While he's coming back, I'm gonna type in me uh, first. And yeah, let's uh, listen to that. Gimme, gimme's. Peter, did uh, you do that? Are you the reason that happened? Girl. Oh, now it just went back. Okay, cool. You're. Are you? Can you hear us? Yeah, then? I can hear you guys. Can you hear okay, me? Cool. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, is there a delay? That didn't work. No, there's not. I just I was thinking about something. Oh, you're just dumb. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, so, are you thinking about how you agree with those previous yeah, discussions? Yeah, about I'm, I'm searching for Dixie Dicks vinyl right now. <laughs> okay. Wow. There is no way. <laughs> So now we've got Gimme Gimme's. It's already worse, though. Yeah. I gotta listen to this album. Love their country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think they shot that album cover at the same place that Blink shot their Dude Ranch album <laughs> materials? Probably. It's like the same shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's the same soundstage. This is not good. Usually, Gimme Gimme covers are good. This is, they understood the song. This is what I expected. 
those arms are pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Can't wait to hear the halftime. They already skipped they it. Skipped it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I mean, their whole thing is like making it everything sound like a no effects song. Yeah. Right? It's not like it's not like they ever like do anything creative. Like the creativity comes from like, hey, this would make a good punk song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Okay. Man, what a bummer! What a letdown. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, they turned it. They turned it like ska or whatever. Oh, and it has that no effects pluckiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. I'm just gonna say right now, I can't think of a good pun for the next song. That's so all up, all up to you guys. That version of the song would be played at a white trash wedding. You can't afford no ring. You can't afford no ring. I shouldn't be wearing white and you can't afford no ring. Yeah, so like I... I love this. I mean, it's this is their bluegrass yeah. album, and this is a fucking wild ass bluegrass song. And I almost just, like I said, I was almost gonna do the instrumental, but I just it may as. I mean, uh, I, I don't mean it like that, but like it, it's just like a song for showing off, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the the format of like bluegrass in a way. Mm. Like this is such a traditional sort of like way the song is structured, where it's like the you know the same line a couple times and then a new line mm-hmm. and then it's like just always that um but then there's all of the rad like instrument instrumentation yeah 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 going on as well i actually don't have any notes on this one because i didn't take any notes uh, on this one i wanted to watch it live do, Ooh, you, do yeah. you all mind watching it Please. live okay um i'm going to look for the one that i wanted to see okay. um and for me the thing is, is like I think you could probably put it in almost anywhere and get some really yeah, exactly. shit. Um, but I do think the thing that I love about this, you've already played it, uh, and the next song too is just like the the vocal. Yeah, it's pretty sick. So that's something I would lift up. Real good harms at the beginning. Um, it starts. It starts off real mm-hmm. nice, hundred percent, and just like me, just goes and like t- the the instrumental song is called. Cody, do you know what it is off your head? Jack Slade part. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's right something like that and like it's they're very similar which is dope okay here comes this into the into the watch feed it's a contemporary performance of it so from the gaslighter okay i think it's cool oh yeah i watched this earlier today this is really good yeah it's such like a it must feel so good for them just to be like Mm -hmm. Back on the stage, tons of people are coming out. They can play all the songs, plus these new rad ones. They look great. Just a line of musicians. Yeah. yeah. Line of magicians. <laughs> line of magicians. Shut up! Doesn't her... I watched this earlier, too. Doesn't um, uh, her, her... That shirt look like an undercover crass shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it does, actually. I know you say it, yeah. 
she's a fucking crass yeah. punk, a crusty crass punk. Fuck. She's a little bit too clean though. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, just fucking shredding. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, I like that like black T-shirt with no sleeves and like a diamond necklace, yeah, yeah, like yeah. huge yeah. thing. It's a good look. They they've had some good looks. Mm -hmm. That crash shirt. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure also that the banjo strap is has a little apple, Mac, like a Mac apple. Whoa! <laughs> it's, an oh, ice, yeah. it's like an eye strap or something. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I 100% think it has one. I wonder what it does for her banjo. Yeah, player. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every note she plays goes to her iCloud. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that guy go. Fucking ace. Look at that crass fan go. <laughs> Did they just didn't know what they would inspire? <laughs> <laughs> That's me at story time, by the way. <laughs> oh, the bass player yeah. is pretty good, too. I love this part of the song. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wait, we got to get a look at this app. I know, I'm trying to... I need a confirmation. I need a... I think oh, right oh, I saw it. I think yeah, it's just a little pin. Uh, I don't know. I think it's an apple, a silver apple. <laughs> oh, it is a pin. Never mind. <laughs> It looks just like an apple, but then you can tell it's like a little for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she's trying to like make people think that she's got some. Maybe it was a precursor to an air tag, so she oh, yeah. she doesn't lose her strap. <laughs> yeah, just the strap. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't like, care about her banjo, yeah. <laughs> but that's her favorite strap. I will say one thing that I feel bad about for the chicks is that their audience does not know how to get down to their. Friends. I know, like, man. Every yeah. time they showed somebody in the crowd, They're just I was like, so disappointed. Bloom, bloom, bloom. Ugh. Nate yeah. Nate would be fucking showing him how it's done. I mean, if I'm feeling it, it for sure. Mm -hmm. Like that song that song has some my feet would be flying around <laughs> like that guy with the curly hair who does all those fucking weird leg dances on stage, you know. <laughs> Whatever his name is. The if the you the Instagram or TikTok star guy. Um, will you do the one thirty three to one fifty one? I think it's I think it's what I want. I don't know. My notes don't have any notations. One thirty three. <laughs> Baby's on its way. Baby's on its way. Say I do and kiss me quick. Baby's on its way. It's fucking good. It's me. It's good. Yeah. 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 I don't have any. Timestamps for that song. No, you do have timestamps, Cody. I don't, you, man. No, I saw you write them down. No. Sorry. Sorry. Just being a gaslighter. Gaslighter, denier, doing anything to get your ass farther. Gaslighter, big timer, repeating all of the mistakes of your father. Dreams. I believed in the promises you made to me. 
Is that what is that what gaslighting is? Uh, kinda, yeah. Kinda. Uh, hey, Gaslighter from 2020, produced by Jack Antonoff of Taylor yeah. Swift fame. Yeah, I'd be curious if you, after this episode, take some time to listen to this whole I album. I'd like to hear what you have to 100% say. One hundred percent will. You should, because there's like, like you don't want to put three songs from this album on a, on a yeah. chick's playlist, mm-hmm. but I feel like uh, there's at least one other song that. Uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, I gotta look it up. But any, anyways, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, this one's great. Intro is really good. Again, I just love that they. The second time they do it, they bring in another harmony. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's good. Yeah, this like, yeah, Jack Antonoff like was the right choice mm-hmm. for this record. I think it sounds the whole record is so good. And he like knows what he's doing and he managed to make them sound like like it still sounds like the chicks, but it also sounds like contemporary and like kind of like urgent or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. The song rules. Yeah, it's true. When I it's the lead off. It's the lead off song. Is that what you call it? The first (laughs) song on. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's the first song on on the on the LP. Mm -hmm. Yes. also, by the way, the tar- the Target Golden Age record buying. If you're a color vinyl person, the, yeah, the, tar- the, the Target version of this has a sharp ass pick. Oh, it's nice! So yeah. Fucking vibrant. Yeah. It's like really good. I looked I for it the other day. I think I ended up with that version as well, but I think I got it at like Phono. So like, like somebody sold it oh, and I rebought sure, it or sure, something. Yeah. It's it's fucking beautiful. And, yeah, but I to start it off with this song like. I don't know because I think like Shannon had, was talking about it from a, the perspective of like oh a new new at the time Dixie Chicks album this is sick, and um, that song hit and I was like what the fuck is this? <laughs> this is wild it's like a great sound it like really really kicks it off well and I yeah. feel because uh, it, it like yeah, modernizes their it. pop sound but they it still feel this song in particular feels so like country still mm-hmm. it's very I don't know it's very interesting. I really, uh, I really dig it. I've got like nothing good to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a couple of timestamps. Unless Cody, you're, you're I actually to... don't have any timestamps or really any notes for this okay. song either. My... Other than it's like, yeah, it's a good way to start this album mm-hmm. and like kind of like set the tone. It is funny. I kind of expected it because of the time that the the album came out. I expected this whole album to be like a like trump era oh sure like album and i guess i'm kind of glad it's not it's like kind of not at all Mm -hmm. it's all about like her cheating husband or whatever (laughs) like uh which is also super great it's a it's you know the divorce album is a thing to some degree and apparently they all all three of them have had a divorce Mm, since their last there's like a lot of rage in this out maybe not rage but like you can feel it you know Mm -hmm. the the yeah even on this one like there's i was trying to figure out what the hell happened on her boat i love for example Mm -hmm. first of all fuck yeah she's like um, I can't remember the exact lyric, but it's like, I found out what you did on my boat, yeah. my fucking yeah. boat. And it's a boat. I'm just like, hell yeah. First of all, let him know that it's your boat, <laughs> not his. Well, there's a whole of, you know, that other song on the album, um, which one? Oh, tights on my boat. 
Yeah, yeah. That is like it has to be the same. I, I, I that's the other thing is like she's not. This isn't like some like kind of like hidden message to her ex husband. Mm-hmm. It's like very specific. Like, hey, you cheated on me w- on my boat with a woman who left her tights on my boat, <laughs> and yeah. like like there's no like uh, like oh like different ways to interpret it or whatever. It's like about this specific shit. And, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It's, it's so the dude, uh, shit. Like I don't even know this guy's name. He's uh, the hurt ex husband. Mm-hmm. He shall, yeah, be, yeah, he'll yeah. go unnamed, motherfucker. Like um, uh, sued. Like there was a long drawn out like uh, battle about mm-hmm. like her money and her ability just to play chick songs because he was trying to say that it would like. What did I read? You must have read this shit too. Like it would defame him. Or yeah, speak about like he wanted to know. He wanted to hear like all the unreleased material to make sure nothing was about him and shit like that, and how it this the, it could potentially violate their prenup and blah blah blah. He probably when did that happen? Did that happen before this record came out? I assume. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I would so they I I it. like to like just picture that courtroom thing playing out and the judge being like, no, nope, denied, and then her being like. <laughs> I'll show you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I have two notes for times, one of which is noted as to why. The other one is not. Okay. So we're And the other one that's not comes first. So can we listen to that one and decide if it's a good time <laughs> is, or not? It's, is it before 44 it's, seconds? It's 124 to 138. Okay. If you want to do 44 yeah, seconds. I'm going to do, do 44 first here. You're such a gaslighter. The like second time the the chorus comes around, uh, and it gets like bigger. Like they bring in more instrumentation and stuff, more background vocals, and it's fucking gorgeous. It's great. Like it, 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 both of these songs just like reek of Jack Antonoff, which is totally fine. Like that's just him in a nutshell. Like the way he produces, uh, and I think it's great. I think it's excellent. Uh, what did you say? One something, something or other. Oh, one twenty four to one thirty eight, okay. and we might just be listening to the song. Let's see. We already touched on that. I love the delivery of it, though, and I love the yeah. beat on it. Just like that kind of like I don't know beat that makes you go like this. <laughs> <laughs> The side to the side, side, beat. side beat. Oh, that's oh, yeah. great. Um, the other one I have is 218 to 231? Question mark. Tried to say I'm crazy, babe. We know I'm not crazy. That's you. I've got some like right after that too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Her la 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 liar is my favorite yeah, thing. Yeah. That's fucking well done. She's yeah. she's great. And the that. drum roll yeah. at the very end too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the harms. And the harms. Uh and then some fucking feedback. Gaslighter, I'm your mirror. Standing right 
you broke me, yeah, I'm broken. You're still sorry, and there's still no apology. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. You know who does that all the time? Is Martha uh, Stewart. Martha Stewart, before she, like, (laughs) before she puts a pie in the oven, she's like, Okay, okay. Martha, hell yeah. Uh, Martha, before they do, like, a solo or something, or just, like, fucking all the time, they do that, like, Mm -hmm. feedback right before a change, and it's so good. And this is just the same. Oh, love it. My note says, oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, Do we have anything to watch on this one? I don't, know. The video... Might be my least favorite thing about it. It's pretty good, but it also feels like kind of a mess. Like they're, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of feels it's like it's, they want it to to seem political, but then also maybe not. And then there's like most of it is made is like those like you know these like old uh, film strip kind of mm-hmm. things from like public domain. But then there's like two or three parts where it's just like a like modern dancer dancing, but it's like not throughout the video mm. but just like they throw it in there in weird spots I don't yeah know. it's a it's a bit all over the place i do they would often show like you know the old footage and it would be like a guy getting punched in the face and they would stop it yeah and like zoom in on that i thought that was pretty good that stuff was pretty good but yeah not not my favorite music video of theirs that i watched today you know what i have been meaning to watch but i did not watch yet Because it's not streaming anywhere and I'd have to like download it or something. My best friend's wedding. what oh that, isn't aren't there isn't there a sequel my be- is there and then the box set is called my best friend's wedding <laughs> i don't know if there is i hope there is oh dang it's lace it's like a lace exterior <laughs> of the dvd box it's also not released on blu-ray just dvd it's just got a DVD. flap that looks like a veil and you like open up the pillow. <laughs> oh. yeah it's pretty yeah. sick oh my god this this song sounds uh, what am I trying to say here? This song sounds like uh, Jack Antonoff was like, "Hey Taylor, remember that song that I did for with the chicks called My Best Friend's Wedding? Want to make an entire album of that and call it Midnight's?" <laughs> oh man! Like uh, it's yeah. not a diss or anything. Like it, it's great, but it just sounds like oh he like did this on Midnight's. This is it sounds straight off of that record. For sure. I feel like my pick here, I didn't know what else to put on this, except I liked that the this is a very different song, mm-hmm. and it, I think, shows some of the breadth of what's going on in the album. I also really love the uh, just the, the, the anticlimactic like, buildup throughout. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. The, the words are really well done. But I do think, yeah, I don't know. I do think that's, it is perhaps something that's more his creation than theirs, is what you might be saying. Yeah, maybe. Or... Um just 
this is them like really leaning into like the modern thing. Like I almost feel like they were like, okay, Jack, we have these lyrics and we've got an idea for a tune or something like that. And he just kind mm-hmm. of went with it, but he didn't like dive deep into his synthesizer thing. It still feels very yeah. like, like a chick's song. I want to say that they, yeah, like they wrote the album like with him in the studio mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Like they might've had pieces or whatever, but I think that's one of the reasons it's like so cohesive and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause it doesn't always, it doesn't always sound like that. I've noticed. Uh, Cause like not, uh, you know, she, he's worked with Taylor on, on the last few albums and you can kind of hear a little bit of a through line, but not on every song. And then like I have a playlist that Amanda gave me and one of the songs on there is produced by him, but I had no idea until I went to like, mm. look at the notes. Um, mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was like, Oh really? It doesn't like, I don't hear any of him on that. It was the, it was that up- upcoming Bob Seger. Album, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I was so surprised when I saw that they were working together <laughs> and I'm actually more surprised that Amanda somehow has those MPs. She does. She does. <laughs> she, she and Seeger are tight. <laughs> wow. she's like she's like a what is it a motor city she's just a motor city native <laughs> yeah motor city modesto oh yeah that's right modesto, modesto. <laughs> um okay i'm gonna play some timestamps off of this one yeah mine first is at 33 okay mine's before that oh uh, man i thought i would have 23 see what my timestamp was it was uh i wrote 23 seconds but i should have written 33 seconds because that was my actual uh, timestamp. yeah 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 uh, um the, re- the yeah, repetition those... is really good and they bring it back the jump 20 years jump 20 yeah, years yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that yeah it's pretty um the backup the mm. the, the harmonies mm-hmm. in that are like just like really really they throughout the whole album and then especially this song it's like yeah it's almost like beach boys esque Mm -hmm. like surfs up Mm -hmm. or like that era yeah it's just like so beautiful yeah that's a good good uh comparison and then 46 seconds is next for me She kind of does this similar deliveries throughout the song, like, you know, on the verses and stuff. But I really, really like it. I like that she comes back with that repetition. She comes back with the 20 thing and that, like, see kind of thing uh, is really good. Like, I, I really like the delivery of it. I think she has a very, I've said this already, but she has, like, this very unique way of coming up with, uh, ways to sing lines that mm-hmm. I don't know, a dummy like me wouldn't think of it, but like I think even <laughs> like a well versed musician uh, or singer would not necessarily think to do some of the things that she does. Um, so yeah, I've got a whole yeah. new appreciation for the chicks here. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> 
And then I could do one more at 325 unless anybody's got anything before that. I've got 120. 120. Turn it up, too. Okay. Yes, sir. Wake up the kids, man. Wake them up. They're not as... Wake up. School's <laughs> out. Wake up Cody, School's man. out. Nate, I just, I just gave Danny a playlist, and I gave him the playlist, and I also <laughs> told him how he had to listen to it and at what volume he had to listen to it at, so... <laughs> Like I sent him a screenshot. Like <laughs> volume has to be here. That's I don't know if he's going to listen to me, but uh, it's I've listened to it at that volume at least once. I think I listened to okay. it pretty loud in the car too. I'm in twenty years, in twenty years, twenty years, yeah. I still be younger than you. I'm better off. I'm better off. Better off. Yeah. Without your gloom and First of all, the 20 years I'll still be younger than you. Like, how old? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, that's, that's sidebar. Great. But I love the, the creeping, quiet banjo back, mm-hmm. backing mm-hmm. that shit. And it too, it, there's no crescendo or anything. It's just like mm-hmm. there and fucking. That's there. also some weird, like, uh, smile era Beach Boys yeah. shit. The absolute sidebar. I gotta. Oh, oh, put your arm back down, Nate. Okay, right there. So, Cody, uh, over Nate's shoulder. There's like a blur, blobby blur. Like, what does it look like to you? Um, the the gray part. Yeah, like gray, and then there's. Some... Oh, it's it's an elephant. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, what does it look it, like? It to you? looks like a, a a fancy bear wearing a, a fedora tilted to the side. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That is a fancy bear. But right here, like right. Uh, well, I don't know why I'm trying to point. You can't fucking see what I... <laughs> you just covered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a gray blob with a pink blob in the middle and a black blob on top. Yeah. But it definitely looks like a... Uh, like to the left of those... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that stuff. It, mm-hmm. Oh. That's like a... Shannon has like a basket that is nailed to the wall and in it is a shirt that she oh. has to return to see like, when you moved your hand near like it, it it like got clear uh, and i could you, see it it you've ruined the magic yeah i thought <laughs> you were gonna say she has a, a basket shaped like a bear <laughs> yeah well it's interesting because like that was bought so that like we could mark the place where we put earl's child <laughs> <laughs> earl jr <laughs> That'd be funny if you had a restaurant, oh, like a man. burger restaurant called Earl's, Earl Jr. Earl's Jr. <laughs> I was just oh, Earl's Jr. and they have a Black Eyed Peas burger. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to send the picture to you guys, and uh, it it was like loading, and it did the little like circle that it was loading. It was right over the eye of the bear, so it looked like he had a monocle. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway. You, you doing okay, Danny? <laughs> no. It's late and I'm hot. And now Han is You're here. Right. It is it is going on ten o'clock. You are hot, that's true. Hi. Hey. What's, What's up, Han? Cody and Nate. He can't They said what's up. I heard them for a little bit on your Yeah. You can, can you hear me, Han? Han? Sorry, they're sweaty. Anyway, the song's really good. That's. Did you ever play Nate's timestamp? Did I? 
Oh yeah, totally you did. It's the uh, oh, okay. the creepy the creepy banjo, oh, that's right. the creeping okay. banjo, okay. which apparently is a Beach Boys reference, which I dig. I don't know if it's a reference, but it's how it could be. That'd be that's a musical I, reference. I would think that Jack Atnoff is probably down with some yeah, Beach Boys. Totally. Sure. He didn't cite his source though, which is annoying. I needed an annotation of some sort. Yeah, but that would be nice. Oh, well, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, we can uh, rent my best friend's wedding. Let's do it. And here we got Not, some live footage. We got ooh live in Las minutes, Vegas. Right? Okay, yeah, well, let's watch this live in Las Vegas one. Here we go in Vegas. It's a fan video, so we'll see how. How good the quality is. Man, I wish Ooh. I had been at that show. She's is she smoking? Is it cold? Maybe she's smoking. smoking. I hope she's smoking. Yeah, a dube. A dube. Oh, it sounds like a Taylor Swift show. Yeah. I like that there's a person singing next to the person with the camera. Turn it. At the very beginning, rewind back. I heard it. It's a guy. Like That was sick. Yeah, you can hear him. There he is. Where is the smoke? Is she on fire? I don't know what's happening. Where is the smoke coming from? possible it's vegas so maybe the person filming it is a magician um, <laughs> adding sure 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 her, it's like her mic sh- maybe does she have is that a thing where like there's like a humidifier <laughs> that attaches <laughs> oh, to a shit. mic to yeah. keep to keep your throat like mm-hmm. That's like a 20 years I'll be younger than you in my attitude, my temperament, uh-huh. my... Well, and I think it's also just kind of like if you marry an older man, like, you, he'll always be a fucking old man. Yeah. yeah. Even when she's an old lady, she's like, he's older than her. She does have something coming out of the mic there. Look at, like... Yeah. Is it it's maybe hot ice? Maybe it's a vape. Could be a vape. She just may- is so addicted to weed or maybe it's it is like a, a vaporizer or something. Is that how she keeps herself from contracting COVID nineteen? Maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't think there's any science behind that there, Natalie. Oh, there's uh, <laughs> vape chicks. Uh, Instagram page. Oh, nice. Uh, it's just pictures of the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks <laughs> vaping. But like behind restaurants and like out of the way <laughs> so they're not being seen. Dude, I'm glad. He sounds like me when I sing along. I mean, I guess I'm glad he's not trying to like match the pitch. 
<laughs> I guess I can't get mad at her dan- her fans dancing when she's not actually that great. That <laughs> <laughs> sucks. She's modeling the yeah. behavior. <laughs> oh, okay, dude. Oh, okay, dude. Yeah. Okay, calm down. <laughs> I love it for him. I love this yeah, moment for him. It's not like anybody but the people who are watching this video could hear it. Yeah. You should look for if the, that's why they probably didn't allow phones into that garbage because <laughs> they knew I was going to be there belting the fucking shit out of it. to embarrass themselves. <laughs> Such a punk vibe, just or a hardcore vibe. I'll fucking go it alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't that a hardcore band? Go it alone. It is a hardcore <laughs> band. <laughs> I want a dick. I want a chick's shirt that just says "Go it Alone" on the back with with them oh, in yeah, the yeah, yeah. alley smoking cigarettes. Dude, with that, with the um, oh, yeah. the ski, ski oh, mask or whatever. Sick, yeah. <laughs> it says "Go it Alone." Oh shit! It'd be cool if it was a ski mask. That was the oh merch. dude. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. They should make ski masks. <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> Last thing I'll say is I'm I really like the playlist. I really like them. I'm glad that they have uh even with like getting canceled in the early aughts or whatever and getting shit for goodbye Earl, like they've stuck by their politics and they still mm. bring that shit up. Uh I think it's great. I love it about them. Uh and this play, like I like this playlist a lot more than I expected to. Hey, uh, nice! Like it's is really yeah. fucking good. It was a good one. <clears throat> so best playlist ever on this podcast, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I mean, <laughs> I, I came out the gate pretty hot, so you yeah. know. Yep. Juliana, calm down is the other song on that album. That's right, and yeah. and uh, tights on my boat. Mm. That I I could have also easily been like yeah. Um, Julia, calm down is like, I'm almost like embarrassed by how much it's like, you know, gets me pumped. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That is the song. That's the standout yeah. song. Danny, I think you should check the record out. I think you'll okay. like it. Yeah, I will, for sure. For sure. Uh, most likely tomorrow. Uh, I will give the chicks a 4.5. Nice. What? Out of, out of 4.6, right? Four. Uh, 4.51. Oh, shit, dude. That's almost a perfect <laughs> yeah, score. Yeah. Juliana, calm down. She's a Nate. Wait, uh, do, they, do any of them have cats? Oh, uh-oh. I didn't uh-oh. actually look, but I mean, that's a good... All right, I'm sorry. We were almost done. Let's but. look. I'll just pull up their Instagram really quick. I think you got to do, like, I think maybe their we, personal one. Yeah, we each got to look up a different <laughs> member. A different chick. All right, I've got Nat. I've got Natalie. Oh, you. What? I don't know if it's real. She has six followers, 15 posts, and they're private. Yeah, that's real for sure. You think so? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know if you can see that right there. Uh? Oh, what? That's from their Instagram page. It says donate for a chance to win two VIP tickets uh, package. At Red Rocks, it's punny. 
Oh, wait, I had actually an anecdote that I saw. Um, we can close <laughs> okay, it out with okay. this. <clears throat> nice that you gave the chicks the perfect score, but also, so we've got like this right here. Ooh. All right, so like this, this is a lanyard that says VIP and it has a picture of Garth and like a pretty nice cotton shirt. And a cowboy. Yeah. And um, we were like in line to try and get into Caesar's Palace Coliseum. And like, uh, I saw like a, a line at a distance, like where there was one of the people putting these on people and like putting them through and getting them in. And I was like, oh, fuck, those are like front row ticket VIP. We got to go get them. We got to get that <laughs> shit. And so our friend MK and uh, Shannon and I were just like hustling over and trying to get into these lines. And I was going to go walk up to the person and be like, yo, yo, how many of those you got? Like, what are, how do we get one of these? Turns out everybody got one because <laughs> it was the QR code for you to get your picture. Uh, so there's nothing VIP about what, it. What a shit ass Garth can be, man. Like he's a man of the people, you know, he wanted all his tickets to be cheap like Fugazi and then just <laughs> lost it at some point, you know? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Anyways, bye. Bye everybody. <laughs> oh, is this the end? <laughs> cut a, an intro to this podcast if you don't mm-hmm. mind Dan, yeah right go now because it reminds me of like that going on tour with the chicks so like <clears throat> okay <laughs> oh cody you're gonna want to say hi danny do not talk <laughs> never talk okay <laughs> hey nate <laughs> no or just like oh we'll do like a hey everybody hey it's okay. nate and okay are we doing that now <laughs> Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, all right, we practice. Okay. Um, Danny says it like this. He always goes, how does Danny... Wait, Cody, why don't you intro it? Danny always, what hey, does he say? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Danny, stop laughing. We got to do it again now. God damn it. All right, wait. Okay, go for it. Cody, what's up? How does Danny start this off again? Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Nate and... And Cody. Cody, and we're here this week... Um, possibly next week we're not sure uh we gave uh danny a a list of the chicks and the dude fucking sold the house and bought a fucking hashtag van life thing (laughs) and has been on the road with the fam bam just like following the chicks around the country and camping and selling uh bootleg merch to get to the next show and shit Mm -hmm. and i didn't expect it but it happened and so we decided we would record regardless of his being here or not. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you, he said, what do you think? he says he gives the chicks, uh, 5.9. He had, this podcast is now called six songs or less because <laughs> the rating system was out of five because of the name of the, 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 the podcast. But since oh, he had clear. to add another number to make it a high enough score. Now yeah, it's that's true. So the next episodes are all going to have six songs unbelievable right like fucking unbelievable we don't even know when the next ep's coming and it might be just uh cody and nate uh featuring the memory of danny from now on (laughs) probably yeah so hey let's get it started all right oh uh, hey no danny don't talk